Thank you for joining us for this Prima podcast. My name is Taekwon Gilbert. I am the education coordinator at Prima and the moderator for today's podcast. October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. National Cybersecurity Awareness Month was designed to increase awareness regarding the significance of cybersecurity, as well as provide the necessary resources to ensure people are safe and secure online. To commemorate the 17th anniversary of National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, Prima created a National Cybersecurity Awareness Month podcast series. Each week during the month of October, Prima will feature podcasts that share important information about cybersecurity. On this podcast, Noel Kyle, ICT Supply Chain Initiative Manager for the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, will speak on cybersecurity and its importance with regards to supply chain risk. Noel, the floor is yours. Hello, everyone. Thanks for inviting me to join the podcast. I'm Noel Kyle from the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, also known as CISA. I'm here today to talk about supply chain risk and what we're doing about it. CISA is the nation's risk advisor. We help our partners understand and build resilience to cyber and physical risks. One of those risk areas is concerned with supply chain security, particularly the risk of cyber threats to the supply of information and communications technology, things like hardware, software, and services. Think about things like laptops, cell phones, or even the software on those cell phones. We've seen a major disruption in the way we work, learn, and socialize driving these activities more and more online. Our homes, schools, and businesses are now more connected than ever, introducing a whole new set of potential vulnerabilities, which is where supply chain comes into play. Today, I'll talk about what we're doing to help make the nation's critical infrastructure more resilient to supply chain risk. And when I say critical infrastructure, think of sectors like energy, food and agriculture, healthcare, chemicals, and of course, information technology and communications, all of which keep our communities running. So I lead a team to manage and reduce risk to the supply chain. We work with partners in both the government and private industry to identify, quantify, prioritize, and actively manage risks. Supply chain is important because the hardware, software, and services that help us communicate, store, and share information don't stand alone. They're all connected. Each device exposes us to potential risks, and if compromised, our data, confidentiality, privacy, and even national security can be affected. These risks can be caused intentionally by an entity looking for access to data or trying to disrupt a system, or unintentionally through poor security practices, such as not having the proper patches in place, or an employee accidentally clicking the wrong link when they wouldn't have if they were properly trained. I'm sure many of you have heard that cyber attacks and issues of all kinds have increased with the move to telework. So my team is concerned with preventing those types of attacks and issues at a systematic level in the supply chain. All stages of the supply chain, whether it is design, production, distribution, deployment, or maintenance, all of those stages are susceptible to risk. And those might sound somewhat removed from our everyday lives, something that only big companies deal with but we all interact with the supply chain or are affected in more ways than we think. Take software, for example. If a company doesn't design software with proper security in mind, the users of that software could possibly be exposed to risk, or the software's distribution channels leave it open to tampering, and that tampering could be taken advantage of to compromise the software. Or perhaps an end-user company doesn't maintain the software with proper patches, which could also put the system at risk. 
at the end of the day, we want to have trust in the products and services that we buy and use, no matter where they are in that process. So what we do is we work with the government and private sector to better define what the risk is, better understand the components that we need to secure, and better provide practices and assessments that our partners can use to make our nation's supply chains more resilient against threats. So there are a few foundational supply chain risk management questions that we are all trying to answer. First, what are the threats that we care about? Second, what are the components that we need to secure? Third, how do we know whether organizations have adequately fortified these components against the threats? And then fourth, what risk reduction activities do we need to put into place? So how are we answering those questions? And the way we answer them is we work with partners to build frameworks and resources that organizations can use to make their own supply chains more resilient. And those are organizations that you, me, and our neighbors work for. We also work to build the analytic engine that will help us calculate the risk and provide decision support to the federal government, as well as some type of support or assessment where we can to the private sector. So my team collaborates with other federal agencies and departments, too, to manage risk and produce strategic recommendations for all organizations to follow. And we do this with three main parts of the program. So those, those three parts are partnership, frameworks, and analysis. First, partnership. Here at CISA, we run a public-private partnership in the form of a supply chain task force, also known as the Information and Communication Technology Supply Chain Risk Management Task Force. This is a partnership between the government and the information technology and the communication sectors. The task force is chaired by CISA and by those two, by the IT and communication sector coordinating councils. Some of the biggest IT and communications companies in our country participate. The task force is run by CISA under the Critical Infrastructure Partnership Advisory Council, which provides a forum and trusted environment for government and industry to partner and engage. And that task force has 60 voting members, 20 from each sector, and also many other subject matter experts that participate in the task force's working groups. And these working groups focus on specific areas of interest areas that can help us address supply chain risk. So these are things like information sharing, threat evaluation, the development or the best practices behind developing qualified bidder and manufacturer lists, vendor questionnaire templates, an analysis of COVID-19 effects to the supply chain, and also awareness of the wide range of other supply chain efforts underway across both the public and private sectors. So I'll just spend a moment talking in a little bit more detail about what those working groups do. The first one on information sharing, they are looking at and defining what are the legal process and financial barriers to sharing supply chain risk information between the government and private industry and vice versa, as well as sharing information between private companies. That group is trying to understand if sharing supply chain risk information could create a risk of litigation, and if so, what are the avenues available to alleviate that risk? Another group is focused on threat evaluation. So that group was established to identify and evaluate threats to suppliers of information and communications technology. And they're working on a framework or a consistent way of evaluating threats. That group released a threat report in which it reviewed and consolidated around 200 different types of threats and categorized them into nine. So for example, the cybersecurity category of threat 
include threats that would result from an external actor exploiting a vulnerability or planting malware, such as a zero-day attack or malware with an objective of compromising the confidentiality, integrity, or availability of the supplier's information, products, or services. It might also include things like sensitive information spills, login attacks, credential compromises, and DNS attacks. Another one of the threat categories is internal security operations. This one is closely related to cybersecurity threats, but these are a little bit different in that they're the result of challenges in internal supplier processes that would allow for the exploitation of weaknesses in basic cyber hygiene. So this category includes things like patch management, firmware updates, and changing default passwords. There are other categories too, categories like the secure system development lifecycle, insider threat, and counterfeit parts. Another working group is focused on qualified bidder and qualified manufacturers list. So a qualified list is a pre-approved list of the vendor that might be a list of vendors that might be purchased from through the procurement process for a particular product or service. And the suppliers on that list would have already met a pre-specified set of criteria like experience and standards. And though the group is not building an actual list of suppliers, what it is building is awareness materials about how those types of lists could be used and which market segments would it be appropriate to do so, and then what kind of evaluation criteria could be used by an organization if that company did want to build a qualified list. Another working group is focusing on a vendor supply chain risk management template, and they aim to create a standardized set of questions that suppliers can use to communicate their own supply chain risk posture and then the purchasing organization could use the responses to that template for outsourcing decisions. And then another working group I mentioned earlier, this year we stood up a team to study the effects of COVID-19 on the information and communication technology supply chain. So that group is looking at issues such as inventory management, which includes discussions on the right amount of stock to keep at any given time. They're also looking at supply chain transparency, which refers to how far back you can identify suppliers within the supply chain. As an example, think about your cell phone. You probably know where you bought it from or the brand, but can you say where the manufacturer sourced each of the components within it and where those parts were sourced? So how far back within the supply chain are you able to identify where the products are coming from? Supply chain transparency seeks to answer those questions. We also, within the task force, have a coordination tiger team. So this year, we launched this tiger team to identify and share information with other supply chain programs underway across the federal government and private sector. In the tiger team, representatives from other agencies and departments meet with representatives from companies, and we all talk together about relevant supply chain work underway and how those efforts work together. So I'll talk next about two other aspects of our work, that framework and analysis bucket I mentioned earlier. But if you're interested in learning more about the task force, you can visit our website. There you can find the year one report that summarizes the task force's activities. You can find the threat evaluation report that I just mentioned and some other helpful graphics and resources. We are also working on a year two report for the task force that is underway now and will be released to the same website in a couple of months. I'll say what the, the website is. It's www.cisa.gov slash supply chain. The second area of our work is framework. So we are working to build out CISA supply chain tools and resources. And as an example, this past April, we released supply chain risk management essentials. This is complementary of and maps to the existing great body of work across the National Institute of Standards and Technology Special Publications, so that's NIST, 
and the special publications that they publish, and also CIS controls. So what this document, the Essentials, tries to do is translate those underlying security controls into best practices and provides a roadmap of sorts that executive-level decision makers could understand. And it's, it's laid out around six pillars. So those six pillars are, one, identifying the people or who from an organization should be part of a cross-matrix team to focus on supply chain risk. The second pillar is establishing the structure. And that includes what supply chain practices should be in place. The third is defining the components. So what hardware, software, and services does the company use? And the fourth is knowing the supply chain. What are the hardware and software and services that are procured? The fifth is assessing the third parties. So this is determining what assessments and certifications will an organization use as they assess the best practices of the vendors or suppliers that they procure from. And then that sixth pillar is monitoring the supply chain risk management program. And this is that constant evaluation, feedback loop, and checking the whole system. So essentials, it's meant to provide top-level direction, but not be overly prescriptive in those implementation decisions. And it's definitely meant to be further customized by an organization. So our third bucket of work and the third area that we are doing quite a bit of work in right now is analysis. So we're building a best-in-class analytic engine. Ultimately, the outputs from this engine will be provided in the form of risk judgments to a wide range of partners for their use. For example, these risk judgments could help a company make an informed risk-based decision on which hardware or software to purchase, and it will bring in a few different pieces of analysis, things like an assessment of criticality or the importance of the item being assessed. Uh, and then we think about questions such as, does the element perform a security function? Could element compromise affect data confidentiality, integrity, or availability? And then another piece of the analysis is concerned with the assurance of third parties and the assurance of manufacturers and what kind of security controls do those vendors have in place. So those are our three tenets, the three types of work that we do. We work in partnerships and framework and analysis, put them together, and you have a very comprehensive understanding of risk to information and communication technology. Our goal is to work on these pieces with our partners across the government and industry to ensure the security and resilience of the supply chain. So this is a very high-level view. I hope this helps you learn a little bit more about supply chain and the issues we're thinking about, as well as what we're doing to reduce supply chain risk. Again, please visit our website to learn more. That website is www.cisa.gov/supplychain, And that wraps it up. Thanks so much for having me today. Thank you for tuning in to Prima's National Cybersecurity Awareness Month podcast series. Should you have any questions regarding this podcast or any podcast in this series, please email education at primacentral.org. To learn more about Prima's educational resources, please visit primacentral.org. Thanks again.